0: Welcome to another episode of the LES Show. This week it's Series 2, Episode 7, and we're joined by Ollie from Heavy Lungs. The Bristol punk band have gained a serious reputation over the last few years, and Ollie sits on the sofa to tell us some stories about how they got there. From Joe Talbot smashing the microphone on his head to revealing which member of the band has only just discovered Oasis. So without further delay, sit down and soak it up. introducing Ollie from Heavy Lungs. Uh we're just talking about Big Jeff there. But it's a pleasure to have you all on Lee. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was
1: alright actually. I went down to it's Mum's birthday today actually. Happy um,
2: birthday. Happy birthday mum. Uh, <laughs> uh
1: so yeah we went down we had dinner and stuff on Saturday night, but um I fucking did my back in there I was skateboarding on Saturday morning <laughs> and uh with my nephew and um yeah. Move for very old, yeah. <laughs> one, one knock on your back, and it's like literally didn't yeah, even yeah. fall over. I just jolted, and then my back just like froze. and I was like, Oh, I've done it, yeah. <laughs> stand up, yeah. <sighs> Horrible
0: bit of a wake up call. You're an old uncle at that point rather than like a young, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I just I, everything I have to do now is that I have to stretch like fully before I do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, All the yoga flow at the ski park, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> You've been doing.
0: Dry January, you've been telling us, so yeah. Can we get a little insight into how that's been for you? It's
1: been alright to be honest. I don't really drink that much anyway. No, um, so, and obviously, you can just get alcohol free beers and stuff like that now. So, I think I've probably had every one you can get. Yeah, yeah.
3: What's
2: your so, favorite?
1: Uh, but I don't know, probably Heineken Blue for like a normal one. Yeah, there's a few like good ones that are like the weird ones you get in yeah. random pubs. Or like that. I but
0: think with the Heineken ones. They're like, and the lagers, they're the most similar to their alcohol version. Yeah, Whereas Some of these like craft zero percent just taste like watered down beer. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. some of them
1: taste like really sugary. Yeah, yeah. Like like, like really sweet, like weird. Yeah. Or the awful bitter taste as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Bex one tastes stronger than a normal (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't like it. But yeah, so it's been
0: alright. And how's it been kind of last couple. Because like, So when was the last time you guys kind of played or anything? How's it been in so, the post-COVID uh, world?
1: Wow, well, we only played three three gigs last year. Yeah. Shit, good. really? So How played, many did you have planned? Oh, the, um, probably not. There probably wasn't that many planned last year because there was loads in 2020. So, and obviously all that got moved. And then there was like stuff that was going to be postponed to last year. But those stuff just got fully cancelled. So last year, I think if you think about it, like this time last year, no one was expecting to do that much anyway. Mm. Really, even in the summer. Um, And we haven't released anything for a couple of years now. So like, we've been a little bit. It's been a bit tricky to be able to tour and stuff.
0: Did it get? Did you seeing some of the other bands kind of return to shows this year? Give you a bit of like itchy feet and.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Especially bands that like had really timed it really perfectly and they've already made their new like new album or new EP or whatever and they're just ready to go as soon as it went. Yeah. Whereas we were just very in between things and stuff, so we got we got asked to do the down show of idols on well, in September or whatever it was. Yeah. So we knew about that and then we then we had um, dots dot and we had one in London and that was it.
0: Yeah. How was it did you play the idol show and the downs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was great. That was like a really fun way to come back into playing gigs and stuff and it just went really well um so that was like a big highlight actually even though it was like yeah one of three yeah
0: Yeah, there was an appetite i think because bristol don't do many like big gigs like that just Mm. because of the lack of massive venues so when there's a huge gig on at the downs and stuff i think people are like pretty keen for it because there's a chance to have that
2: Big show feel, yeah, like, big yeah, show yeah, without we, having to go to London. Basically, we don't get. Yeah. It. yeah.
1: The funny thing was though that uh, we, when we got first asked to play that show, we were. It was just we we're playing Love Saves the Day. Yeah. And we yeah. were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Saves the Day. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I f- I'm pretty sure like Kano was on the bill or something, and I was like, or well, D and stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, it's weird, but I'm a, I'm all for it. It'd be great. And then obviously it came out that it wasn't. It was like a separate day and all that. Yeah. It was still like amazing, but. I was kind of like, ah, oh, did want to see the
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think there's a bit of potential there to have more gigs than the downs. Yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah,
2: considering they cut that whole thing in, right? They had and all downs all that fest stuff. not
0: yeah. long ago, right? I remember because we
1: played the downs t- probably 2019 uh, for da- I guess it was downs first. Cause like, yeah. Well, like Grace Jones played and all that stuff. It was like a proper like a festival bill rather yeah. than rather than the Idols one was like. Curated.
0: That's what me, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Because I because Downsfest, I think the last one they did had like Noel Gallagher headlining it. Yeah, yeah. And then I like just, I remember thinking, oh, I didn't go, but I heard it was really good. And then I was like. Yeah, I went to that, yeah. Yeah, they just fell off the face of the earth. They didn't do it again.
2: Is it not coming back now, is it? Well, not,
0: I don't think it's just a thing where they'd be like, we're not doing it again. But it's just like, mm. you are not yeah. heard about it again.
2: How's Dot to Dot? Uh, my mouth is saying like Doctor Dot is like Nottingham. As well, yeah. yeah. Do you two? You play in Bristol and then not? Do you play in both?
1: So what? Last time we did it, we did, we did all three. So it's it's starts in, starts in Manchester, then it's Bristol, then it's Nottingham. Yeah. But this year, well, the one just gone, we just did Bristol because we did a secret set. Oh, sick. We went like on the bill. We just did a secret show at the Louis on like.
0: I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, like last,
1: last on or whatever it was. But yeah, which was fun. It was very stressful. Because we literally had all our stuff on the street like 10 minutes before we were supposed to play. Yeah, <laughs> and we had to like run it up the stairs at the back. And then basically I've plugged everything in, tuned up and I looked up and everyone came in the room and I was like, okay, well, ready it go?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do you even, at the Louisiana, how do you even go about being a secret act? Because it's not like you're getting shipped in the road, in the back road and like putting through the backstage. That it's tiny kind of, staircase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think,
1: I think they announce it some point in the day. Yeah. Okay. I think I think people knew you know, a few hours before. Because there was a lot of people there. I don't think they would they would have bothered. I yeah. think we were at the same time as like can I say Fontaines DC maybe? No. Yeah. No, maybe not oh, I can't no, a girl band. A okay. girl band. And we were like, oh there's no way anyone's gonna watch us. Yeah. But it was actually really busy, yeah so.
0: That's Bristol for you, I guess. Like yeah. kind of supporting their bands and their own bands. You start. You said mm. your first gig in the Golden Line. is what you were saying to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was that?
1: That was uh that was like two thousand and oh, I don't know.
2: That wasn't as heavy lungs all right right? No, that no. was my
1: old band. I was, I was in a I was in a two piece band called the Rants, and um, it was um basically Dev from Idols ran the pub, and then um, I met him in in Devon, playing we. Were on the same bill actually we were on the same bill for a festival called Lemon Fest but I was actually playing in a different band and uh, he was like oh my mate just won't stop going on about. It. Are, you the, are you the singer of this band and I, and I was like what? what do you mean? <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah you are in that band called The Rants and I was like uh, yeah and he was like yeah come come play Bristol um, I run this pub called The Golden Line yada, yada, yada. and he didn't know that I was like 16 yeah <laughs> and, uh, we he went and played the show and uh and it wasn't until like, you know, I had a few drinks or whatever, and he was just like, you didn't fucking tell me you were 16. <laughs> but right, it was fine. But it was a funny show, actually, because it, it was pretty intense. Because I saw Idols when I met them, and I thought, you know, they were all right. Nice guys, whatever. <laughs> there wasn't really, like, anything, any spectacle to it, really. Because it was a bit of a bad festival, anyway. Or badly run, or whatever. And, um, but then when we played with them, <laughs> they, it was like no one at the pub obviously it was like those days where it's like you just play yeah play to like 10 people or whatever. and uh they they played their set Joe smashed his head to the microphone and there was blood down his forehead <laughs> and he he was he was far more intense then he's quite an intense guy now but then yeah. it was like another level yeah and uh had a shaved head and he was wearing a leather jacket and uh just about we were setting up and then they all Pulled up stools and sat in a line in front of the stage. <laughs> Joe just stared me out, blushed down there. You was sixteen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was 16. Oh,
0: yeah. maybe, maybe seventeen, but yeah. And they were your support act. Yeah, support yeah. yeah, yeah. Support <laughs> act and our crowd. Yeah, yeah how did you follow that? Yeah, you just smashing your head with the cymbals on the drum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, yeah. and then um, yeah, and then we we went back and played there again, maybe once or twice. And then um, when I came to go to uni, when I was about twenty-one, um, it was like go go back to London where I'm originally from, or go to Bristol. And I knew I knew by that point, idols were kind of picking up a little bit, and I knew there was other bands around, and it was in, it was like a scene. So I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll just. I only really moved to. I only really went to uni to um, to be in a band. That was yeah. the, that was <laughs> the only thing. I was like, yeah. how can I move to a city and um, and afford it and everything else oh I'll go to uni that was yeah. like exactly what just I just a vehicle to do it like yeah. Yeah. yeah and then then weirdly though I didn't really I kind of played a little bit music when I was when I was at uni but it wasn't until afterwards that we started heavy Lungs but yeah
0: yeah. it's a strange one because you and I went to UE at very similar times to when you went to UE and uh, when I like arrived at UE I'd say my overwhelming like impression of the city at that time was more electronic And drum and bass and like rave culture. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting, and it wasn't until maybe a couple years ago that I kind of was then alerted to like the other stuff that was going on. Mm -hmm. So what was that like for you? Were you?
1: Um, Yeah, I was definitely aware of all that stuff. I think when I was about twenty-one, though, I was kind of like, I was just set on being in a band. Everything else, I kind of had my sights set on that. And I knew it was all around, but I didn't. I, I guess I was being a bit. You know, younger and a bit more naive I wasn't really that open to it a lot so I wasn't going to clubs or yeah. really going to a little bit when I remember going to like some sort of dub nights and stuff like that and being into it but more just because it was like what people I was with were
0: doing. That's what I mean yeah it's kind of um, that's what it felt like a little bit didn't it at times. Yeah.
2: yeah it was a bit of a struggle to actually really find what you wanted yeah, yeah. 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 versus what it. is shoved I, down your throat as a student
0: yeah I enjoyed it a lot but there was a part of me that I was like there's there's so much of a scene I'm enjoying being part of a scene but am I enjoying the music I'm consuming as much and then yeah, I'm going yeah. to gigs I'm like oh actually I'm really enjoying this music yeah. way more than I was enjoying that yeah
1: yeah well that's the thing yeah that, at that point um, I mean there was a, obviously there's still gigs all around all the time but there was definitely it um, was definitely a lot more um, of a what's the word a scene as in like a band played Everyone went to that gig. Yeah. And then the next gig, everyone went to that gig. Yeah. There was, it was slightly less saturated and more just like a continuous, the next gig, next gig. There wasn't, there wasn't so much of a clash in a way. Yeah. Mm. It was like, that gig's on that tonight, we're all going to that. Yeah. It wasn't really any, there was choice, but there wasn't like a kind of debate to it, really. Yeah. It was like, oh, trams are playing at um, Start the Bus let's go yeah
0: yeah and you've got loads of time on your hands because you're at uni yeah and it's just like the perfect thing to go Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 is that so then how did then you come to meet the rest of the guys in the band and form what we now know as Heavy Lungs
1: well so I met Danny um, probably actually I met Danny the day I looked at my first house (laughs) because it was around the corner from the Golden Lion and uh, I went into the Golden Lion I went in did the you know the interview thing or whatever and looked around it and then I was like, well, I have to get a train back. So, But I was like, oh, I'll pop in and see Dave, go in the pub. And um, so I went in there, had a couple of drinks. And then I got a phone call saying, you've got the house. And I was half cut by that. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> so yeah. I knock on the door and go <laughs> straight it. in. I go back and start signing papers, like kind of like, oh, oh I'm, I'm getting a house. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, Danny was working that shift. He, he worked there at the time. And, um, you know, just like a kind of instant thing of like, just chatting about bands and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I think it was around the point where, like, yes, like, Father John Misty was, like... I remember that being a topic. Talking yeah. about Father John Misty. Um, and then... Um, yeah, and then in moving there, obviously being in the pub all the time, Danny was working there, so, like, saw him more and more. And at the time, we would like, we were kind of trying to have a little jam because he played bass. Yeah. And was like, oh, I kind of want to do something. It kind of... It just never really worked properly because we're just... I don't know we were younger and like you know not so dedicated to doing something like specifically and then um, and then cut to like oh, three years later or whatever at the end of it was actually about two I'll tell you what it was it was two months two three months before I finished uni Idols put out Brutalism and it was their album launch party at the Fleece I saw Danny there because I was doing the merch for Idols there saw Danny and he was like, do you want to start a band? Do you want to do it properly? And I was like, yeah, but give me a couple of months. Let me finish uni and then, I'm, then let's do it. He's like, I've got a couple of guys sorted. Because before that, it was like yeah. just this concept. And the name Heavy Lungs was actually around then. Sick. And I used to take the piss out of it because I used to think like, oh yeah, we could put out like inhalers and like, <laughs> 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 so packets, you know? and it was all just like a kind of, you know, silly thing. And then... Then he was like, no, I've actually got these guys together now and I think it'd be great. I was like, yeah, let's try it out, whatever. And um, so I met James and George then because um, he knew them separately. So all of us met as the four that first practice and we wrote like three songs.
0: Unreal. Um, Unreal. So are those <laughs> three songs come to fruition? Or they're on, the songs
1: Yeah, best? they're on, um, or at least two of them are on... Uh, the first EP yeah oh sick yeah we did that we practiced for like six weeks played a gig at the Crofters um, and then a couple of weeks later recorded the EP and then did our next gig I don't know month later or something
0: it kind of is indicative a little bit of your band's journey in total right because mm. you that's first gig was what 2017 yeah and then 2019 playing Thekla yeah, yeah. It's a pretty quick like that. Sold out for did isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a quick way to do it. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's been weird really because we never had the point where we were slogging away doing gigs in pubs for no one. Yeah. So it was that was quite strange. We've
2: done your time on that though. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing, yeah. And and Looting so your craft Danny well. wasn't really in bands before that, but James and George were in um yeah, all sorts of bands. And um so we all had that. And um we were just pleased that that wasn't happening, really. Because, I mean, like, the thing, second show we played was at Exchange for something. It was heaving. Third show, we, we supported Mets. Yeah. And it was, like, it was on. It was crazy. And then yeah, put the EP out, and uh, I think it wasn't until the January we put it out or something, or the February. And then uh, it's just kind of kept going, and we've never, you know, did the odd show that's kind of bad, but, I don't know, it feels like we've never had that, point where we're kind of other than now almost like this now is the weirdest time we've had as a band because we feel like we're almost trying to remind people that yeah we're still here we're still the yeah. band. Mm.
0: there's kind um, of that it was a real abrupt end to what was a very quick kind of momentum and it's out of your hands completely. yeah 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 it's sure. frustrating yeah we had tickets to see you in club if we're back yeah oh yeah 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 that was back in 2019 i remember getting the tickets and then yeah like everything it just felt yeah,
1: crazy because we did we did play there on one of our tours and it was great loved playing there, but yeah it was a real shame that 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 show didn't didn't happen in the end because it, it was supposed to be delayed till this year i think yeah yeah. i was gonna say the
0: ticket's still live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well because we went to see idols in the motor point last week or something and it was like friday afternoon and i was like shit is that still going on it was meant to be that night, right? And someone was like, "No, it's off." I was like, thank fuck." I was like, so, <laughs> so, so
4: disorganized.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we were though. We kept being like to our management. We were just like, "Is this is that a gig still happening?" And they were like, I yeah. "Don't think so. Yeah. That was two years ago." <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. So who's your management?
1: So our management is uh, Mother Artists, yeah. which is the same, essentially the same management team as um, Idols. Yeah, and they you know manage loads of people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's Mark is our is our main manager, and we've got Liam, who's part of the management team, and Lucy. Um, At what
2: point did you meet these guys along the way? Was it pr- was it pretty early and like after your
1: pretty early? Yeah, I mean we. Well, I've known Marco for a while. Because because of working with idols so much. So I, I mean I played in the band for like a tour, I uh, I did the merch, I did all sorts of stuff, like roading, whatever. And um so I knew him through that. Because 'Cause there'd be things like, Oh, you know, you need a wristband for this, call Marco. So, be like, yeah. Yeah. so I've known him for a while. And then we had our original manager was uh Lindsay who actually runs the AF gang. Oh yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. And um for yeah, you know, for whatever reason we sort of put, we parted company with her and then we kind of got on board with Marco and uh, the rest of that team and it's like they've progressed at the same time as we've progressed because you know, they set up my artist and everything else. But yeah. first it was just Marco was the manager, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so it's like a little bit of a family really, it's cool.
2: It was grown together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And now the now our agents and stuff are part of the same team. Um so yeah it's, it's cool it's
0: and did they, cool. do you feel like you're trusting them as well to like give you your own voice as well and, and forge your own path Cause, yeah yeah cause always from, yeah because uh, I guess in that scenario so many management or like labels would just try and make you a carbon coffee or yeah well there's yeah, some yeah.
2: people we talk to who are like so hell bent on getting a manager and a label that yeah. like they'll do and they'll get one and then then they, that realisation of oh yeah. fuck someone's going to start to tell me what to do it starts yeah. to yeah, creep yeah, in yeah. a bit or they
0: get a track produced <laughs> by yeah. someone and then like oh this is going to be like their tune that's going to sell as many records as them it's like well, it's not how it works you got to do your own yeah exactly yeah. Cause people can smell it when but it's you've like, got that like, yeah yeah. because yeah, there,
1: there can be a danger like you said say with like producing or whatever if it's like you're like oh I'll get this person to sort of feature on the track who's like more famous or bigger or whatever and sometimes it's like it's a dangerous path to go if, yeah. if you're relying on that to be like to help you know to help market your your image or whatever because like when we did the idol single we was split with them that's purely just because we're mates with them yeah and, mm. um, it definitely gave us a leg up in a lot of ways but it was purely just because it was like a laugh
0: and it made you know sense I mean? as well. It wasn't like a forged narrative. It made sense in terms of the songs and yeah. the story behind it. And it, it was natural. Yeah, It yeah. wasn't like... Yeah, I mean, we control. never
1: thought it would go the way it did. Obviously, with with their single, the Daniel Turco single, or ours or whatever. But like, it was purely just because it was like an opportunity to do it. We're like, oh, I could put a single out together. That sounds cool. Yeah, let's do
0: it. Yeah. And I guess they've got the capacity to do something fun like that which in the nowadays a lot of bands don't yeah. have because of the finances or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: But do you find as well like in Bristol you know not just idols there's a real good community of bands who all support each other because I Ooh, get yeah. that impression from the outside. Well, yeah. Was, you know it, was there, there
2: more because you were talking earlier about what it was like a few years ago and it was like the scene and the community.
1: I feel like there's more bands now. I feel like the bands that everyone used to go to were like i just remember going to more bands that were like in coming into town do you know what I mean? right because it would be like oh yak are playing we all have to go because they because yeah because yak are playing yeah whereas like there's definitely a fair few bands around but like not quite as 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 much as now yeah. i think
3: um, do you know anything about Gork? have you heard any of them recently no No.
2: Is that G-O-R-K
3: Yeah They were Bristol bands And I saw them in the Thekla Supporting Murlocks. Right And like It was like I thought that they was like One of those bands That like only people in Bristol knew Yeah yeah And like I've not heard anything of them Since I've been trying to hunt <laughs> them down Because they were class <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah Pre-Covid that was, was it? it was Murlocs, pre-Covid Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, God forbid eh? Oh, yeah I'll check that out Yeah It the brings a bell song.
1: to be honest yeah. Like That's the thing It's like the, all these people are always on sort of a radar, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Now there's so many bands. It's like I think the the thing with the scene is like, um, I don't think it's like what traditionally you think of a scene is. Like when I think about when people talk about a scene or whatever, or you know that kind of thing, is like think of the '90s like the Seattle yeah. grunge scene yeah. where <laughs> it's like all that they're all kind of heavily linked together. Or whatever else. Whereas I think in Bristol, it's more like, it's just a music scene. So it's like, you just know people in all sorts of bands.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it feels a bit more genreless, and in yeah. a good way.
1: And then I think that yeah, So it means it's less competitive as well. Yeah, And Less totally. like, infighting or whatever. It's just like, oh cool, yeah, I know this guy who plays in this band. I know this yeah. person that does this. It's just like, it's it's much nicer than it being like some sort of like, almost like gang style. Yeah. you know, yeah. Band thing. <laughs> yeah. Scrapping yeah. up the back. It feels like, <laughs> yeah. it potentially
0: creates better habits for fans as well because it has said like, you think back years and years and years ago when you had like rock versus disco and all that. And it's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to fucking right. fuck Mods with that. Mods versus rockers. Yeah. And I don't fuck yeah, with yeah, that yeah. if it sounds like that. Whereas now it's like, if you hear a band you re- <clears throat> or see a band you really idolize on Instagram being like, go check this person out. They're really great. And they're like a genre that's completely different to what they listen to. Mm. They'll go into it a bit more receptive. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, it's also like I mean, most music now is single based, isn't it? So yeah. like people just like songs by all sorts of different people, and like you know a band. It means that a lot of bands are slightly generalist because their album could be full of all sorts of different yeah. things, much yeah. more than it used to be. So it used to be like you have to show exactly what you what you are or what, or what you like in that one album then it'd be like a continuous thing whereas I feel like now because it's like Spotify you can shuffle an album or whatever yeah you've kind you got to have some different stuff in it do you know what I mean yeah. is that something
2: that you have considered in, in like your writing and what you guys have put out and stuff because you that, guys have got like a few shorter EPs rather than a big mm, big album out so yeah. is that was that a deliberate choice or was that just like we've got your songs just get them out
1: yeah it was was kind of more like yeah just being it's almost more like being not ready for the album yet do you know what i mean it's like doing eps as much you can test waters that way yeah okay so like our first ep was just what we had and what we wanted to do and it was how uh, we had a bit of a mission statement for that which was like just play kind of tunes that we we didn't think was around at the time Or actually or or there wasn't around in the UK or around in Bristol or that kind of thing and then it just progressed into like being how could we make this a little bit more I don't know psychedelic or something or like I don't know more like the OCs or something like that
2: yeah okay and And then like like
1: just another progression of being like how can we actually maybe change it so it's got more of like influences from you know further into the past like, I grew up listening to Blur. And so I started to bring that more into the into the fold of, like, how we write. Um, so it's just, like, a progression, really.
0: Is there a... Do you guys have, like, a writing process, per se? Or do you, does it kind of vary on the song?
1: It definitely varies. Um, it can be very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it can be. Just purely because we we have a bit of a knack of, like, writing something and then... And then being like okay we've got that one put that aside we haven't finished it but we'll put that aside for a bit start writing something else and that'd be amazing and then we're like oh that one that old one isn't as good and then it's like we're eliminating songs as we write so like rather than being like stop piling up like oh we've got 30 songs or something it's like oh we've got 5 because <laughs> we've just dropped a load of ones <laughs> and, and then when it comes to like the pressure of like needing to do something properly we go back to those old ones and rewrite them and then we get the, the full list but it's like it's just kind of stressful rather than <laughs> rather than finishing them think,
3: yeah, yeah okay. you gotta let them breathe as well though yeah yeah, yeah. for sure
1: yeah well, I mean we, we've written some of the best songs we've done like Birthday yeah which I guess is like our you know probably our most popular song Um, was written ages ago but completely differently and I hated it everyone else was like oh I really like this and I was like nah, nah it's not ready I'm Not, not into it and I just changed the riff one day, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, we can put it out now." Yeah, <laughs> 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 I mean, took a long time. So, does it yeah, is a
0: do you all kind of ch- lyrically? Do you all chip in, or does Danny take the helm on that because he's singing it?
1: Danny takes the helm on like, say, I would say like ninety percent of it. We help a bit, especially when we're like recording it. If a song's not completely finished when we record it, then we'll help out. Uh, Birthday was written by all of us in a way we all sort of chipped in a line. Because um, it's it's that kind of, it's that way it's written. It's like line by line by line. Yeah. So we all chipped in bits and bobs for that. But generally, Danny writes all of it. Um, yeah. But I mean, musical-wise, musical starts in all different ways. I, like, sometimes I start something, sometimes George and James start something. Yeah. Or sometimes Danny starts something. It just varies, it's yeah.
0: It was interesting, on that start of that last EP, it was a pretty, like, textural st- start, wasn't it? And it mm. felt, I was excited by that because it's then like with a view to an album it's like you've stretched so many different ways in these eps and when an album comes Mm. what as a listener i don't know what to expect in a kind of a good way yeah yeah is that something you? yeah that's
2: kept a bit of mystery isn't it yeah Yeah,
0: which is exciting prepping that a bit of an album is that yeah yeah
1: Yeah. well i mean when i don't know if i can actually say how much i can actually Mm -hmm. say yeah we've done something i'll say that and um And whatever we've been doing though is like, yeah, it was definitely progression. But almost, it's like, like I said, like testing the waters with EPs and stuff. It's like, you kind of see what works, see what doesn't work. And in a way, some of that textual stuff, whatever, has been toned down more now to make room for like, more concise. Yeah. It's got that element to it, but it's more concise. So rather than having like, long intros or like, long progressions and songs and stuff like that. We just condense it, so you get the same effect, but like, you know, half the time, yeah, kind of thing.
0: It's kind of learning your trade through the EPs and
3: whatever yeah, yeah. learning what works. Absolutely,
1: yeah. yeah, and in in our live shows and that kind of thing, just knowing what people kind of people like, I guess,
3: go straight up guts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes I think you expect um, people to just want to zone out, or whatever. Then you're like, oh, actually, no, they want to be hit by something pretty hard. And I think you know, from the last couple of years with COVID and everything else, people are just kind of dying for a bit of a release rather than yeah. chin scratch, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Is there a bit of pressure because with like the way kind of, well, punk music has evolved, it's like positive anger. It's got a lot of positive messaging in kind of energetic melodies. Yeah. And then combine that with COVID and everyone wanting to just have this release. Do you feel potentially if you were to write a song tomorrow that was like pretty dark lyrically and kind of went back to some older punk archetypes, you'd be like, oh, "Let's not release that right now." Or would you just go for it? I think
1: if it, it just depends on the song. If it, if it was like a good song itself, then I don't think we'd have any qualms of it. If we're happy with it, we'd yeah. like it. But I know what you mean. It's like I I I enjoy the the idea of the positivity positivity and stuff because sometimes when you listen to some <laughs> Something real miserable. Yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's it's not what I listen to day to day. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. listen mm. to things that are far more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't listen to punk music that often.
2: What know? do you think about that? What do you think about the badge punk music? Like, everyone's a post punk band now, right? Yeah. and A punk band. So it's <laughs> <like> definitely
1: <laughs> tricky these days. It's like yeah. we, we have we have the same problem with it. Is that like. It just feels like strange that um, that it feels feels like people use it too easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, they don't really. It's quite
3: yeah. reductive as well because yeah. there's so much in the post-punk scene. Yeah, but is so you know, it goes across many genres yeah. really. Yeah, it could be just re- new names. Yeah, it's new music. That's exactly. what it is. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I just like to think of it as like the attitude and the ethic that came from yeah. punk originally. In the sense of doing what you want and yeah. you know doing things your own way all that stuff, that's the most important thing to take away from it. The way they play and the the way they sort of songs sounded and you know albums are produced is almost irrelevant now because mm-hmm. you can be punk, but you can be like like I think like Kanye West is punk. Do you know yeah, I mean? yeah, it's an attitude, mm-hmm. not yeah, a sound. Yeah. It's like so it's definitely it's just an attitude, and it's like but the the post punk thing and all that stuff. I don't really get. I think it's just an easy, ta- easy tag to put on it, isn't it? Yeah. For like radio stations and wherever else, or like It's just yeah. an easy way. I mean, if people when people ask us, I still find it hard to describe how what we're like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and then you just go. oh, I guess it's kind of like punk. Yeah. Because otherwise, you just you just you feel like an idiot because you're like I don't even know what my band sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> when
0: people. uh I always often find there's nothing more cringy when someone, you go to someone oh yeah like I'm into musical and they go oh what do you listen to it's like well,
2: everything yeah, you don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever
0: you say you sound like a twat really. Yeah. not like yeah. especially if you say like fucking anything with guitars you don't even, if you say to them oh stuff for like bands they let him pitch like a dad classic mm. Radio 6 dad and it just it's a hole from there isn't it <laughs> 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 just, yeah. Yeah. fair play anything that's good basically.
1: it's a weird po- weird point in like band um history these days because it's like it almost feels yeah know it almost feels a little bit embarrassing yeah do you know what I mean not not the not that we make music and everything else but this like well we're a band
0: <laughs> we're too ironic you know as I a mean? culture everything's a meme yeah yeah, yeah whatever yeah. you say you f- can hear the person taking the piss out of you for that answer yeah because everything can be turned into a joke now and like a meme and
3: yeah. irony but the band used to be the majority as well of yeah. recording artists, you know. And now it's been taken over by the machine. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you say?
0: What do you say? You listen. You listen to a lot of Blur, and you bring. Do, do the rest of the bands have differing? influences because obviously you're in a band that play a specific genre but then mm. do you all come with some different stuff like to the table if you're listening to Blur, or someone else listening to
1: yeah yeah definitely I mean it's like we all we all vary in taste I think um, we all have a lot of similarities in what we like because um, I feel like we wouldn't really be in a band if we didn't have yeah you know, those some points common you ground like, yeah. yeah but there is loads of things where it's like You know, completely different stuff. But it's not like it's not like you know, George likes something I don't like. It's more like when you come to writing a song, if I go, Oh my part, I want it to sound like Graham Coxon from Blair No one else goes, Oh, well I'll make it sound like the drummer from Blair then or I'll make it sound like Mm -hmm. the bass player from Blair Everyone I mean half the time as well, you don't even you don't even really at time announce that you're thinking that but you're all good in your head and everyone else has got something else in their head
0: so. yeah maybe you boys are settling the age old debate of blur and oasis by becoming blur and oasis in your sound probably yeah that was a joke by the way I think it was that's your, that's your delivery yeah. you, were yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like, you said that in the problem. same tone and I was pit picture Nolly going what a sh- fucking thing is blur an Oasis like, yeah. he, he's always
2: confessed he's a blue fan man he hates no Gallagher that's what I was trying to, tell you.
0: Was trying to get at but to be
1: honest <laughs> that was the joke it's funny because it's Too funny because Danny's from Ukraine um, he and he moved to the UK when he was like 15 he did a lot of like catching up with a lot of cultural things yeah and so a lot of things where like we we we'll mention like oh yeah about something about this or whatever and he's like what's what's that yeah what what, what do you mean and then it's not because he's like being dumb it's just because he's like doesn't doesn't have the cultural reference like we have with Oasis being in our lives forever yeah and so like a few years ago. He basically it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he must have heard Oasis a bit, but he, it was like he discovered Oasis for the first time. <laughs> she was like, "Have you heard this song?" Like, yeah, man. I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was around all the time. It was on. It was around all the time. It was on all the time. Yeah, that must be a really weird
2: experience having that like coming of age. Listen
0: to kind your. Kind of fun, yeah. yeah. No, when you're
1: I, yeah. I envy him a lot. I oh, yeah. Lot I was going to say because cause... sometimes as well like. you you know you do question don't you stuff that's been around forever you're like being you know us being british or whatever you're like do i actually like that yeah did i I, did i like that or you know whatever whereas he gets to actually like discover it something that's like seemingly you know impossible to to get away from
0: (laughs) yeah as a person who's like a developed adult and is in a band and understands music yeah, and can appreciate it in a different way rather than being yeah, drip yeah. fed it. Yeah. That must have been sick. Oasis. Mm.
1: Yeah. And he had it with like, yeah, a few a few different things that are like, oh, well, he had it with like, I, I, I was, I've always been really into Pearl jam and he kind of had that discovery and like, yeah, just different things like that. It was, I thought it was cool because it, cause the weird thing for me is that like I got into a lot of music very, very young. Like I was... I was talking to my brother yesterday actually about that we um, we both got we both one day got Blink-182 albums at the same time and I got the Dude Ranch album and he got um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think like and I I had all this stuff and I was like 10 and then by the time I was like 13 I'd like evolved into like listening to like jazz guitar yeah, yeah. and like blues and stuff like that and like so by the by the point I was like in my mid teens I was like oh I've done all that I've done I've done Motorhead. I've done that yeah, you yeah. know it's weird
0: kind and of uh, allows him to simplify it then because then it's like rather than I guess when you get a bit older and you listen to all of that over and over again you then try and actively try and find out other stuff and be too cool whereas maybe from Danny's perspective he's like that Oasis song's sick yeah yeah it's, it's fairly fairly simply made like let's experiment with some of like that rather than trying to actively avoid it well yeah you know? and because it's
1: because it's obviously past the past the point where it's like obviously oasis is still relevant in some ways culturally but not in the same way like if if you you know if you talk about oasis people kind of roll their eyes because it's like yeah we know mm. we've we've been through we lived through all those years of <laughs> yeah. just like it being everywhere and um Whereas he just kind of discovers it and goes, this is this is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I like the songs. I, I I like what Liam's wearing. I like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? All this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Likes Man City. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But a
2: lot of your learning is pretty accelerated then. And is oh, that because yeah. of your brother, do you think?
1: Yeah, my brother and my sister. So my sister's like 15 years older than me. Yeah. So when I was really young, it was just like, I had Jimi Hendrix playing in the house and like all sorts of stuff. And I kind of, I got very, very, interested in it very early so I became very fanatical about it so I read up about all the stuff I was listening to so I was like very aware of what it was as well and like the first thing was first thing I remember properly it you know, was like I mean I like I listened to S Club 7 when I was a kid do you know what I mean <laughs> and then I, and then it moved on to like oh, I remember I got given an Eddie Grant album did you know Eddie Grant it did Electric
0: Avenue that tune oh fuck that, yeah, 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 tune. yeah
1: got given that CD when I was like well for Christmas when I was really young and I was like yeah I was really obsessed with it and then when I was about eight my mum took me to the library and you you know I don't know if you can still do that I haven't been to the library for a long time but you can take CDs out and I was like can I just can I take a CD out she's like yeah go and pick one I was looking along and there was this yellow CD he pulled it out and it's Iggy Pop and he's like naked on the front cover I was like "Um, can I get that one (laughs) and then just got obsessed with it and then it, that's that's the kind of point where I feel like I really discovered like something I was obsessed with yeah. it was like that and then, then my mum was like oh we'll check out The Doors and check out Jimi Hendrix more and like you know yeah. all that stuff yeah so, your
3: parents kind of led you on the path as well yeah yeah yeah. yeah my mum a... used to take me to gigs and stuff oh really yeah. yeah what was what was like the big gig when you were younger then what sticks out in the mind um
1: was quite a few there was a funny one do you remember? Do you remember a guy called Ben Harper? No.
2: Yeah,
0: he did like ben acoustic kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, kind of like, like root pals were like Jack Johnson sort yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. that yeah. kind
1: of thing. Me, me and my brother and that one, and his mate Martin were into um, into Ben Harper, and he was playing in Plymouth, which was, we were like, oh yeah, let's go. Mum took us, and this is before the smoking ban, and everyone was like blazing weed in there, yeah. <laughs> and uh, people were passing joints around, and I'm just standing next to my mum. <laughs> And with like clouds around me, and I was like, this is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Oh man. First gig she took me to see there was Chuck Berry. Which was Really? Cool. Really?
0: Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. It's not a bad one, is it?
1: Yeah, he was old then, but like it's crazy. I remember him
0: what was he doing like he
1: put his guitar on his shoulder and stuff like that.
0: Still doing the moves and shit. All the moves, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: fair play. Wild.
0: Can is that
2: mean? is that what inspired you to pick up a guitar? Like that early, I actually
1: wasn't. No, um, so I played drums first. Oh wow! I mean, that's the funny thing is. So my brother's like two, two and a half years older than me, and he got into music really young as well. But he got into like, he played, he started playing in a band when he was twelve, right? Like really early. So he was into all the music, but like he, he was like, oh, I'm gonna go and play a band and like, you know, act, active, actively playing music more. And um, he used to like, he used to get these like tab books. Of like albums, you know, like of like you know Navara yeah, like yeah. and he'd he'd um, he'd be like, right? Can you sing all the lyrics while I pl- while I play it? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, t- like ten, nine, ten years old, and I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. And he's like, he's like right, and he's like, he's like, do it properly, sing it properly, like sing it like he sings it, <laughs> <laughs> like it. Like it. sing like Eddie better sings it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay. And then we had a drum kit in the house as well. I'm like. Um, yeah I used to try and play drums along to him and all that stuff then I got a bass and then I stopped playing guitar in secret because I was like bass is at the time I was like bass is kind of boring because not because I didn't like playing bass but I was like guitar playing just seems like the attention and the more like exciting thing yeah of course it
0: is and like
1: it felt like all the music I listened to was like all dedicated to the guitar yeah. so it was like the bass is kind of just in the background and I was like oh I'm not into that <laughs> so I used to play my brother's guitar when he went out in secret and then I think he caught me like playing something <laughs> and then um, and then my mum was like right okay so she bought me a guitar and then the funny thing is like we, we started playing bands together like party bands and whatever and then he started playing bass because yeah. it was like I, like I think I just just kind of took it on a little bit quicker than him or like you know I mean he'd been playing for a while but I kind of was speeding up yeah yeah right on his tail kind of thing and um, and yeah so like he still plays guitar but and he plays bass a lot more now
0: I guess bass comes of age as well but you can see that you appreciate it a bit more and the fun of it or whatever
2: yeah but, um, just the essential role it plays in a lot of stuff isn't yeah it?
0: yeah yeah exactly like when
1: you're a kid you don't see that you just see the kind of the, the, yeah. the cheap frill especially if, you if <laughs> yeah.
2: you're
0: listening to it on but a cd it, on like a stereo as well it's harder to appreciate
2: yeah, in a car window oh, on yeah, the motorway so you, ain't hearing, you ain't hearing the detail in here yeah, so yeah.
1: That, well, unless you're into like i don't know like i mean like, like now i love loads of like dub reggae and like Stuff with really big bass lines that are like really crucial to the music, but like at the time, that no, it was like I was obsessed with ACDC for a long time, yeah. And there's no the bass is like barely in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Root if note. It, yeah, if it <laughs> yeah. is, it's, it's just rumbling along, yeah. Whereas you know, the guitar is the exciting thing, and that for sure, that's what drew you in, yeah.
0: Radio playlists, and you're not picking King Is this one?
3: No, I'm not. Who's
0: who's gonna go first, lads?
3: Go on, then, Carl. You take the mantle, mate. Yeah, all
0: right. Um, I'm gonna go for another. You know, Feet, the band Feet. Oh yeah. yeah. I picked one of their tunes in one of the episodes a while back, and then I came across this other one, Chalet Forty Seven. Heard that one? No, I don't hear that one. No. Uh, it's uh, I think it's about touring. The lyrics are about like service station toilets and stuff. But I just, it's really good. I just really like their. Uh, they're vocalists he does some the vocal lines they do are just always quite interesting and then on the last song Add Blue that I picked for this playlist I, it was the same reason and then I, this one came on, on my Spotify and I liked it again for a similar reason it's really good nice mine. Chalet
3: 47
0: by Feet on the long
3: long drive diving high into the big blue and green scenes flashing under motorway bridges.
2: good start Ollie choice one uh,
1: so my first choice is um, Young Turks by Rod Stewart oh <laughs> nice, <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Like, I've, I, I've heard that it's one of those tunes that's like around all the time obviously because it's f- from the 70s or, or 80s but um, I heard it on an old skate park that I watched I mean I watched it when it came out it was about 50, I think it's the 15th anniversary of Bag of Suck the film that came out anyway it was on that and I heard it again recently and I was like that is th- such a banger <laughs> and it's um, it's on my running players and it's just like so good so good to run to and also Rod Stewart obviously a bit of a mad guy but uh, did you see the thing he did the other day when he announced the Scottish League
0: Oh, the FA Cup and he's like doing and he's that. just off his head yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like <laughs> well, well, that, what did he do He's like... Uh, sort of podcast, is hard to explain, but he... I don't know, he like... there's the bowl they pick the teams out of. Yeah, like the lottery. Yeah, know, like and this, you're obviously supposed to be very formal and just do that. and But he's like fucked and he's wearing like a really bright suit and he goes...
3: Like, like you know, dives in <laughs> yeah, at the top, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and everyone like these guys in like suits, are really formal, like <laughs> <right, a> few few <laughs> mount the other team. I mean, but he you know. look, he's an absolute wine mum on Instagram though, is he? Oh, yeah, 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 He looks, he looks a little bit that like one, a <laughs> wine <laughs> mum. Yeah. Good yeah, play.
1: Young Turks for Stuttgart.
0: And your
1: uh, second choice? Uh, so second choice is another another banger, um, which is also my running playlist, which always conveniently comes on when I'm nearing the end of the run. This is "Breathless" by The Cause Oh yeah, which <laughs> 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 is like a weird a weird song. I don't know when I don't even remember putting it on my playlist, but it's one of those ones that always comes every run. It's there. Yeah. Shuffles to that song. Your phone's and got your
0: BPM and it knows and you're out, of I reckon <laughs> it, just, it knows it it's probably not even on the playlist. It's yeah. probably just like yeah. just <laughs> mocking uh, you. Yeah. But that um
1: I don't know. I still think that's a banger. when I mean, when I was a kid we had um we only had cassettes in our car. We had yeah. like three cassettes and one of them was the cause. And um yeah,
2: still great. Dope. love it. That's class. <laughs>
3: All right, then I am coming in with um, a a song called "Brain Cell Battle" by Anti Simex. Like, um, well, it kind of goes on from like our post punk chat earlier. This is like in ninety three, I think this uh, album came out from uh, Scandinavian band or a Swedish band, and they kind of like bridge that gap of like punk, post punk, and thrash. So it's quite heavy, good album. Uh, But as I was saying to the boys, um, as you of the room, um, like I've been on a hell of a deep dive of Viagra Boys and like going through the interviews and who they listen to, and like this is one of the albums they were like, this is like the all-time greatest Swedish album. Yeah, (laughs) and give it a spin, and I was like, fuck yeah, this is this is awesome. This is heavy shit.
0: Yeah, it's good. putting a bit of Swedish music on the map because for the untrained eye, all they think of is ABBA, I imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which the interviewer uh, did bring up. (laughs) Oh, really?
3: Yeah.
1: So next one is um, it's called a Perfect Teenhood, and it's by Annual Nurse by the Trail of Dead, right? Which I don't know, if if you haven't heard that band, it sounds like they'd be the heaviest band of all time, but yeah. it's actually kind of like uh, it's in that ilk of like post rock, post hardcore or something. I guess you'd put it in, and almost maybe like really early emo. Yeah, and I just heard. I remember hearing that that song when I was really young and it's still one of my favourite songs and partly liked it when I was a kid because it just repeatedly says fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a long time but it's just yeah it's great really good riff really good guitar playing
0: nice I love that <laughs> Second tune again, Ollie.
1: Uh so the next one is um is called um oh, it's called Almost Ready by Dinosaur Jr. Um and it's on um it's on their like comeback album from like two thousand and seven. Um it's just great. It's one of those one of those bands where like I've been obsessed with them for like my whole life and they're still they're still putting out albums that are like as good as before. Yeah. There's like no there's no like weirdness like they're like getting old. Yeah. It's still great. And that when they did that comeback album as in like when they reformed as the original lineup. It's just amazing. It's like like no time had passed or something. It's
3: yeah. strange. Just kept it authentic. Eh? Yeah, like authentic
1: and see. like just there's no level of like nostalgia to it. They're not trying to recreate some sort of old Spark. It's quite hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Loads of people don't can't do it. Yeah. Loads of bands. You go, oh, oh. Wouldn't it be amazing if they got back together? And then they do, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't. That. Yeah. Yeah. Ruined the dream then. Oh, yeah. 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 Oasis, oh, Danny. it
0: will be shit if they go back. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't need to, man He's still on one one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Perfect doesn't
2: even know they're broken out they <laughs> 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 yeah. be going on to watch them they always have like a sort um, a tribute band playing the fleece like every every week that's it man No oasis gosh you go and watch them yeah
0: Oh, you're on, man.
2: I'm gonna stick with the Swedish team. I'm gonna and these guys have been on the the, the uh, place before. I'm gonna go for a Goat song. Run to your mama.
0: Oh,
3: nice man. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, just like the short. It's only two 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 minutes, twenty seconds long. It's pretty short.
3: Did you see it in Green Man? No. No, no, Goat no. Girl played Green Man.
2: Different okay. different people. Yeah. And um, but yeah, no, I think it's just the guitar in that one. It's like just just rumbles, round and around and round, and it's like. I don't know, it's almost military-esque, it's like, but it's still got groove in it, so, yeah, um, yeah Goat, run to your mama.
3: I'd I go to see them. I'd love to see Goat. Yeah, they're yeah. still,
2: they keep all their masks on. Did they? Yeah, they're like a masked band uh, still, yeah. so, yeah. and there's fucking loads of them as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I are like a kind of collective, aren't they? Yeah, almost. <laughs> Bring us home Ollie
1: So my next one Is uh, by Amal and the Sniffers Oh nice And Obviously these guys Have been around for quite a while Actually now I feel, I feel like But I kind of didn't Really cotton onto it it um, As quickly as other people And then I had um, Well I was watching their Like KXP In lo- lockdown thing Yeah and they did a song called knifey and i was like this is <laughs> so sick Because <laughs> it's so australian yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So australian but like this yeah.
0: uh really this
2: reinforces cool. how good it is because you picked it like two podcasts ago yeah i it?
3: did yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that a a yeah. Yeah. so good yeah. and it's like oh, and it's obviously like a really really important message in the song as well so it's like yeah it's a banger but then you go oh yeah it's deep yeah 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 which is, which is a hard thing to do sometimes because bang a lot of bangers yeah make, yeah. make no sense yeah
0: <laughs> they're just a banger she does it in the classically like humorous way yeah, yeah. do
3: you know what i mean And it's that a K- great XB album set as, well. as well oh sorry go on Al.
2: i was just saying how good an album was
3: yeah. <laughs> i was just gonna say that kxp set you kind of like get an appreciation that the whole band is not amy <laughs> like yeah. i've seen them yeah, before yeah, yeah, yeah. but like i was just like so enamored with her and like she was just absolutely frantic, and then watching that KXP, it's like holy shit! Like everybody yeah. is serious players, like you know? yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They give you the platform almost yeah. to a degree, Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So the last one is um, "Age of Consent" by New Order. Yeah, classic. Which is like one of those ones where it's weird. It's a weird song for me because um, I've literally listened to it almost weekly for like 20 years. Yeah, probably more than that. Um, which is quite quite weird because I, I just don't get bored of it comes yeah. on and I'm like here it comes it's great <laughs> 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 I, know, I, know, I know it inside out and it's so weird you can flick it on now and tell someone it came out a couple
0: of years ago and I think they'd believe yeah, you yeah
1: exactly yeah <laughs> But it doesn't sound futuristic yeah yeah that's the that's the thing which is yeah. a weird thing because it sounds really modern but it doesn't sound like
3: yeah
1: I don't know like it's it doesn't sound like it's pushing a boundary but it sounds fresh
0: yeah, yeah. I could always dance to it as well I think could yeah. always have a little boogie to that
1: yeah I mean controversially I prefer New Order to Joy Division oh really No might
0: drop that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all <Ollie>. it <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming on it's been really interesting to talk to you and uh yeah, nice one. Yeah. When, yeah, When are we going to see Heavy
2: Lungs reappear on there? Uh, we just announced you are playing. We're playing in a Russia. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: okay. saw that. It's so mad. We're playing in Russia in June, which has been postponed. I think for the last two years, or at least a year. Um, which is kind have of. You of ever crazy. been to Russia before? No. Never no. oh. been, and uh, I'm excited. i I feel a little bit apprehensive because it just feels like a kind of. Do you know? What I mean, it might as well be, you know, like Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just feels like an odd thing to do. Yeah, in, yeah. A, in a weird way, not that it should. But no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, so. yeah, interesting
0: to see what the crowd. How like did that come that. about?
2: How How are you?
1: It's a festival. Yeah, we just got asked to play. It. Yeah. It's, it's It's called Bol, which Danny told me means pain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in In Russian. But,
0: well, it won't be any mosh pits. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um,
1: but yeah, we've got a few other shows. We're playing in. Um, in uh, Blackpool in the summer. Uh, Where else are we playing? I'm playing in Holland. Oh, cool. Yeah, just a few, just a few things really at the moment. Yeah. It kind of a strange kind of array of things, but yeah, um, there'll probably be more coming up.
3: We'll be there. Awesome. Look happen. forward to hearing more. Appreciate, it, man. Mm. Oh.
1: Thanks for having me.
3: Cheers. One, two, three, four. <laughs>
0: That's it for another episode of the LES Show. Thank you very much for listening. Ollie isn't the only Bristol artist we'll be interviewing, there's plenty more where that came from. In the meantime, head over to our Instagram and sign up to our newsletter, buy a t shirt, sit down and soak it up.